اونایی که خونشون نزدیک استادیوم آزادیه پاشن بیان استادیوم بازی قشنگی رو بیتونن تا دواقی دیگه ببینن فرصت برتین ایران یه موقع دیگه حالا توی دروازه حالا توی دروازه تو به سمر میرسه و نتیجه رو جامبخش یک بخش سفت میکنه واکا هنوز هم خود هنری واکا صاحب توپه این نازه برای شماره ده و توی دروازه ده تازه وارد کمپوس دروازه رو باز میکنه و خوشحالی سیزار فاریاس بازی اول اون با یمن در ابوظبی دو بازی بعدی در دوبه خواهد بود یا پاس توی در فرصت برای ترابی 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 توی دروازه گل دوم رو بهتی میزنه خوبه میزنه او بیرون میاد و حالا یه فوروارد قد و قامتدار و بلند قد به بازی میره guys to another episode of Gobazan Podcast. I'm your host, Arya Alaverdi. Uh, I'm joined by my good friend, Kion Hesamian. Kion, how are you doing? I'm good. Great to be here. Good. Uh, obviously, this is new for some of you guys who have listened to the pods before. Um, usual members, Sina, Pasha, Pejman, Babak, they're not here today. It'll be me and Kion who will discuss the Bolivia versus Iran match that took place on Tuesday and we will try and analyse uh, the match uh, in full as much as we can uh, we'll take uh, a little bit of um, you know, in-depth analysis into the defence uh, of Iran and look at sort of what, what we can see uh, in, the, in the next few games that are going to come up against the Trinidad Tobago and Uh, Venezuela they will take place in November so to start with Kion um, I want to ask you a question that's uh, you know we, look, we looked at the formation that we played against uh, Uzbekistan against Uzbekistan we played a 4-2-3-1 in this match we played a 4-3-3 I think it was quite evident uh, that he'd gone back to that formation that he used in the World Cup uh, what did you look at what did you see in Iran's midfield that impressed you Uh, in terms of the obviously the first two you started were Ibrahimi, Amiri and Kodus. What did you see that was impressive and did you would you want to see that continue or do you want to go back to the four two three one that we saw against Uzbekistan? So what I think is, you know, I've been watching I've watched all those games and I think that actually uh the four three three uh is much better for how we're gonna be trying to play in the Asian Cup. Um the first thing I noticed, you know, during the whole game with this formation before they before they subbed out, uh is that the ball was moving around the pitch uh, much more effortlessly. It looked like we had a much better like distribution. It looked like Ebrahimi, Rodus, and Amiri, they were keeping it flowing. Um, and I like that. These players, I mean, Ebrahimi and Amiri, they have a really high work rate, and I think that really factored into uh, that the midfield was doing a great job of getting the ball all around the pitch, and it seemed like we had a lot more energy. And the passes that were coming from the midfield, especially from Rodus, and also from Ebrahimi and Amiri, were much more... Much more forceful. Um, one of the criticisms of a lot of people, including myself, who've been watching Team Melly matches, is that a lot of times it seems like our passes are either hit too hard or too soft. And with this midfield, with the 4-3-3, the midfield looked a lot more natural, and I felt like it was flowing better. How did, what did you think about it? Yeah, I agree. I think that 
we saw a good balance of creativity that we that we know Kudus has, um, and a good uh, mix of um, energetic, um, hardworking, um, you know, play, combative play by Amiri, which is something that's very very key in a team like Iran because we saw a, a very like high tempo, um, you know, hardworking team in the World Cup with. Ibrahimi and Amiri in midfield. We were lacking that creativity. Gotus came in against Bolivia in that first half, and for me, he really showed um, fantastic um, first touch, which was very, very evident from the start of the match. His first touch was on point, in my opinion, for the full 45 minutes. Yeah. And also his his link-up play with Jan Bash on the right-hand side and on Moha Rami as well at right-back, who made his first start for Iran. Um, was really really good to see. So um, I'm happy that, that that's sort of something that we can maybe see in the next sort of friendlies. And if that continues, it could be a, a, a big threat in the Asian Cup. Um, yeah, I think I think that that was really important. And I think uh, you know I, I saw a lot of glimpses. Uh, I think that Rodus is a very unique player. But what I did see is that he kind of brings the same presence that Dejagaya brings to our midfield, um, and kind of the presence of somebody who. Looks really confident when he's on the ball. Obviously has good touch, has very good passing. And it just, I feel like it helps the midfield flow when you know that you have a guy in the midfield that can get those forward passes and direct passes and, and doesn't have any difficulty doing so. Um, I do think that he has a very different side to his game than Dejaga, but I think that compared to the other players that we have up front, like Jahan Bash and Osmoon, who at times they can look a little bit rushed um, and they play kind of holholi. I think that Rodus is a good person to have there to kind of like keep the game calm and keep the ball. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that that's a good a mix of creativity that we need that we've missed when when Dejavel left the national team for through injury and you know times that we didn't have him in, in the in the qualifiers. I think we really missed that kind of player. I think Rodus now coming in is a player who will give us that extra little key. To open up defenses and and you know just you know a, a guy who can take free kicks can take corners we need that in a team uh, every team needs a player like that and I think Iran has missed that for a long time now that he's come in I think it's a big big um, improvement for our midfield and um, also one thing I want to add is uh, the amount of defensive work rate that he added in as well I mean he was really making tackles interceptions and he was working for the team which is great to see I was um, yeah, I was surprised to see that that was uh, something I hadn't seen from him before. Um, yeah. And that, that was good because I think that's something that he's going to have to keep up if he's going to have to play in this position under Carlos. Yeah, absolutely. So so obviously we'll move on slightly. We'll come back to the midfield in a minute. We'll, we'll move on to the front, the front three who started off. Um, we had Jahan Bash on the right wing, uh, Torimi on the left wing, and we had Sadar Osmond back from his temporary re- retirement that he that he uh, announced after the World Cup that he was going to retire, but he's come back to the national team. We're happy to have him back, and he made his start against Bolivia. Didn't score a goal, which we were hoping that he would, but, you know, it, it happens. He had some chances. Uh, Jahan Bash got a goal. He scored. What did you think of Jahan Bash's performance? Um, even though he got the goal, what did you think that he, that he offered the team? Did you feel like he was... You know, applying himself the right way, or did you feel he was di- disappointing to watch? Um, you know, I have a little bit of a love love hate relationship, and I and by hate I mean I think that he has a lot more potential than what he shows sometimes for Team Medley. What I did like about this game was um, 
it has to do with the goal, obviously. I I watched the majority of Jahamash's games um, at AZ, and I think that Jahamash is actually more dangerous in the box than he or or maybe even Carlos gives him credit for. He scored lots of headers and he scored lots of goals in the box for AZ, and I think that you, we saw. I mean, he got himself in there and he got himself a goal off a rebound. Uh, it doesn't have to be pretty as long as you score it, and uh, he, he he's good in the box. I think that it's good if we let him. You know, we, we see him drift in there more during the game when we have, like, possession near the box. But I do think that uh, at times what disappointed me was um, he would have a good position to go forward. He would be driving the ball forward. But at times I feel like his decision-making is too rushed and that he just ends up running into the defenders or he just picks his pass completely wrong. Um, and I feel like there's some level of stress or, or nerves that he, that he has when he's playing like that. Because you know we've seen we've seen what he does for Azet. He uses splitting passes. He has pinpoint accuracy when he plays for them. But for some reason, uh, I feel that he he puts too much pressure on himself. I think that's the reason that sometimes we see him perform less than what we expect. Yeah, and I think I agree with you. Like he does he does maybe do too much, and that maybe can uh, be a downfall to his uh, games for the national team. But I think it's not a bad thing that he's trying hard. But um, one of the things that we want to see from a winger, um, especially from a winger, is that you want them to be a bit more ambitious. You want them to be a bit more, um, you know, the guy who will take the ball and make something happen out of nothing. You know, and I, I think John Bash's his role in the national team, as, and Carlos Queiroz has very clearly defined this, uh, even in the, in the World Cup, is that he has to work hard. He has to help the, the fullback, whoever it is. If it's Reza Yon, it's Moharami, Bafuri, whoever's playing on the right-hand side with him, he has to come back and help. And that's that could limit a winger, but he has to be more ambitious. And I think that um, we want to see, for me, I want to see him be like, for example, I don't want to compare him to any players, but a player like Neymar for Brazil, for example, he will take the ball all the time and demand it and try and attack. I'm not saying he should be like Neymar, but I think he should be more ambitious in the fact that he should take the ball more, bring it into his feet, ask for it, and take on the fullback. Something that I don't really see him doing much, even for Brighton, um, we don't see it. And I think that's maybe just the issue of, could be an issue of instructing the coach telling him not to do that too much, be more safe, that's okay. But I, I would like to see him be a bit more um, uh, taking the initiative and trying to attack, which is something that we'll see hopefully in the in the Asian Cup with, with teams like Yemen and uh, you know those weaker teams. I, I think he can show that, and I think that's like, I think you could grow confidence from that in the Asian Cup. I agree. Uh, I think that all of us would just like to see a little bit more aggression in his game as a winger. Um, aggression, as in like you said, like asking for the ball. And what I also would like to see is, I mean, we all know that Jahanbash is is a, is good at is good at scoring goals. I mean, he scored a lot of goals. Uh, for Azed and, and a lot of them were from around the box and I'd, I'd like to see him take those shots sometimes I mean he doesn't have to score them but I feel like he doesn't even try to get in those same positions sometimes and I think that if he's playing on the right he likes to cut in I mean if somebody gives him a ball on the right side of the box I think that sometimes he should go for it and I think that the way that Team Melly plays could benefit even from just like some ricochets or a bad block by the goalie I think that we're a team that scores goals off events like that I think that's something that we're strong at so he should definitely try those yeah um, I want to quickly uh, talk 
a little bit about Taremi. Uh, obviously, he assisted Jalmash for his goal, which he did score, so we can, we can give him that as a praise that he scored a goal. But Taremi, I feel like Taremi um, had a, a performance that was was good in terms of what he, he, he could have had. He could have had two goals. He did have an assist. But other than that, it wasn't as if he was playing for... Um, as if he was, as if as if he hadn't played football for a long time, you know, is that he wasn't, in my opinion, um, in good uh, connect. You know, he wasn't in connection with the, of his teammates. He wasn't linking up with the teammates the way he should do. That he's played with a team like this. He played with Osmo and he's played with Jalmbash for so many years now. In you know, in the qualifiers, you should see that. You should see him, you know, linking up. But we don't. Um, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a shame. But I, I feel like you know we could he could always do more. Uh, what do you think? You know I noticed the same thing, and uh, I think that I noticed the same thing. I think that Tommy, I actually think that his combination play is actually one of his most valuable assets, and I was kind of surprised to see that it wasn't there. Um, what's disappointing to me is that I think that playing in the league that he plays uh, has made him a little bit complacent as far as like finishing goes too. Uh, I didn't think his link up was as good as it usually is, which is what I think his real value was for us, especially in the World Cup. Um, and I think that he... I think that he needs to just... I don't know. I think that playing in that league has made him con. You know, it's made him not so sharp as he always is. And he's a little bit too wasteful, I think, for higher-profile matches. He puts himself in really good positions, and he's always in a dangerous area, which makes it even more disappointing. Um, I'd like to see him be a little bit more sharp. I don't know if he's just... Maybe it's just he's starting the season and he's not so fit yet. And uh, I mean, I'd like to see him try to work on that and work on how clinical he is as as a as left winger or a forward or a striker. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think we've spoken about the strikers. We've spoken about Osmo and he's come back to his from the um, retirement. And he's you know he had a bit of, he had a good, he had not not bad game. You know he he, he had some good hold up play. He was able to. Link up sometimes. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the ball was was fed to him as much as it should be. Um, but he had an okay game, uh, and I think that he will, you know, he will improve. I think he's still young. He's only 23 years old. He, he will still improve, and I think we'll, there's more for him to come, uh, especially in the Asian Cup, where I think he shone last time, and he can definitely shine um, this year round. Um, Kian, I want to speak to you a little bit about the defence now. Um, because I think the defence is something that we uh, have always sort of in the last four or five years looked at as Carlos Queiroz's uh, probably strongest aspect of the the national team really and I think that uh, over the years we've had players like Jarrod Hosseini and Peshmer Montazeri and Yosena Saderi players who are very um, well you could say Cultured and experienced uh, within Iranian football and, and you know, or even Qatari football, as they went and played in Qatar for a few years, but not so experienced in European football. Um, so now we have players like Prani Ganji and um, Majid Hosseini who have gone to Europe uh, and done great things so far, and, and they've played about five, six games each of them, and they've done done very well. Um, what have you what have you seen because uh, we obviously in, in the defence we played 
Muharami Cheshmi Hosseini and Muhammadi as a back four what did you sorry not Muhammadi um, Haisafi in the, in, as a left back what did you see there uh, in that team that impressed you or, and what what was what were the negatives because first of all we had two players playing in Europe Hosseini and Muharami and two players who are capable of playing in Europe um, Haisafi and Cheshmi but are playing in Iran and those were the two that weren't really impressive, but the other two played really well. What did you What did you see in that? You know, um, like I said, I play defense myself, and we always talk about this. I think that you can definitely see the difference in the quality of their play, uh, their decision-making, and their fitness. Um, I've watched, for example, uh, the majority of Maji Hosseini's games and some of Moharami's games, and... Uh, I think that Moharami did really well. I was actually um, impressed by him. I think that he offers a lot of movement, and I think he offers a lot to Team Medley uh, in terms of coverage. He covers a lot of ground. He has a lot of pace. Um, and I think he's the type of right-back that modern coaches like. I think that if he can work a little bit more on his defensive positioning, I know that he's gotten uh, ripped about that in his team in Croatia and also a little bit when he played for Paris Police. Uh, and I think that that's something that Carlos can work on with him and our other def uh, defenders and you know the rest of the team can work on with him but I think he brings a lot of movement Hosseini I've watched all his games in, in Trabzonspor and the Turkish league is just a much more high pressure and high paced environment and he's constantly asking for the ball and he's constantly asked to distribute and move with the ball and I think that he's improved a ridiculous amount only having played 6 games I think that he's already a markedly improved player I almost think that Cheshmi has regressed, and uh, Hajsafi, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm not so decided on how I feel about it yet, because I think that he is good on the ball for a left back and brings the ball forward better than Mohamedi, but I think defensively he can be very suspect. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I think Mohamedi, I think, really deserves to start a left back from now on. I, I think Hajsafi is a good player, but I, do, I don't know, as a left back, he is very, as you said, he's very suspect, and he he seems to have. He, listen, Hoytep is a great footballer. First of all, first and foremost, he's a fantastic football player. He's got great passing ability, great dribbling control. He has all the fundamentals to be a great football player. But the only time I've seen him play well for the national team, especially, was in midfield, and I think that's where he should be playing, because that that's where Kairos got the best out of him. Alongside Zatullahi, um, is at some period he's playing four-two-three-one, but at left back he he isn't he isn't the same player unfortunately. But um, you you were speaking about um, my favourite player at the moment, uh, Majid Hosseini, and uh, well, I mean I say that, but I think uh, Keon, I think you've had a little bit of a little of a fanboy moment for, with him a couple of times uh, over the course of this season. <laughs> I made a few, uh, I made a few memes of his uh, of his takedowns for Trabzonspor. Yeah, so um, let's let's go and focus on him a little bit. Um, what do you think of Majid Hosseini's uh, sort of growth? I mean, in terms of obviously he's, he's gone to Turkey. Uh, he's got he's played about I think it's five or six games. He played against Galatasaray. Won that game was like five nil, four nil. Uh, and he's he's just whenever he's played his team have almost either won or drawn. Um, they've not conceded many goals with him in the team. When he's played for Iran, they've not conceded many goals. Um, they've always done well. You know, Iran's whenever they played with Hosseini, in my opinion, they've done well. And what have you seen in him 
uh, as a replacement for Jalal Hosseini first and foremost because he's not playing anymore and second of all um, playing with a player like Cheshmi who had a horrible game against Bolivia let's be honest he had a horrible game what did you see in, in his um, leadership qualities and in his just general um, you know composure what, what have you seen in him? You know I I, I think that uh, as good as I think uh, Sayyid Jalal Hosseini was in his over 100 caps for Team Medley, I think that Maji Hosseini is a completely different type of center back, and uh, I'm going to explain why I think so. Um, Jalal Hosseini comes from the generation of Iranian center backs that focused a lot on brute defending, and we all know that they're not the best in playmaking and bringing the ball out from the back. Um, I don't think that they're very good at passing, and I think that under pressure, players from Jalal Hosseini's generation... Um, not including Montazeri, but players like Saleh and Hosseini would just resort to booting it up the field, and that was infuriating. Majid seems like a player who has cold blood, and as a center back, I think that having that cold blood as a player who was only 23 years old, who was thrown into two teams that were playing in very serious matches, and one I mean uh, playing at the World Cup, just tossed in there and versus Spain and Portugal, which I would say are insanely high-pressure matches. He performed... Kion, I want to add, actually, he was 21... 21. He was 22 on the day of, on the day of the Spain match. Even so more impressive. That, yeah. Even yeah. more impressive. Uh, I think for his age, I don't think we've ever seen um, an Iranian center back that it plays like a mature and seasoned center back. He doesn't play like a center back who's 22. We all know that even in European football, center backs typically don't start starting for their teams at such young ages. They really have to be something. You know, the only very young center back that I've seen get the starting spot for his team was probably like Rafael Varane. Um, I don't really see lots of center backs under 24 or 25 getting full playing time and he's proved for Team Medley and Trabzon that he has very good ball control he's very good at getting the ball forward like not side to side passes moving forward with the ball making direct passes and he's very good at covering for bad center backs he does it for Zargo Toure and Trabzonspor and he did it when Cheshmi messed up too although Cheshmi did get in his way on the goal that um, Bolivia almost scored towards the end I feel like Cheshmi almost stopped Hosseini from saving him a few times by just like getting in the way. I don't really know what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there was a few instances where you saw Hosseini literally um, have to come out of his position in the, in the left uh, centre-back position and go over to left-back and help Haisafi or come over to right centre-back and help Cheshmi. I think that you, don't, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see him do that because against bigger teams... That's going to be so costly. He may be good enough to get a ball and, and recover, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes naturally fatigue will come in and you can't come in and recover. And against bigger teams, that is a, a big, big um, issue. And I think um, Ruzbe Cheshmi is a player who I have watched a, a quite a lot, I would say, for Estebal. And obviously I've watched all his Team Millie matches. And... Um, I think that he's got he's got the ability to be a good player. Uh, he's got the ability to be, you know, he's, he's got he, he has the height first of all. Uh, a guy who is fantastic in the air. He can he can head the ball. He scored against Uzbekistan. I think it was in May. Um, he has the ability, but as a centre back, it, it worries me because it seems like he's too square. Uh, you can't be square as a centre back. You cannot be square. Even somebody like che- um, Jalal Hussein, who carried a lot of weight, even though maybe he was about six foot two, six foot one tall, 
he carried a lot of weight, but he was able to be mobile and, and, and side on and, you know, always on the move, on the ball with his feet, you know, making sure he could recover. Cheshmi seems like he's just going to stand still and do nothing half the time. And I, I think that's a, that's a poor, a poor, um, fundamental skill, uh, not to have uh, at his age, you know, you, where you're expecting him to grow into a good player. He's nearly 25 years old. Um, the only thing I've seen him play well is in defensive midfield. And unfortunately, we already have um, Isatullahi and uh, Ibrahimi, and I think probably Karimi would be ahead of him in that position. So I don't see him playing there. Um, if, if he continues to be that kind of player who's not going to work hard as a centre-back, maybe you shouldn't be playing for the national team. I think that's it's, it's, it's tough to say that, but it's a national team of the country. Do you know what I mean? They have to pick the best players. Absolutely. And if he's not playing well, you can't pick him. Uh, so I hope Kairos sees that. Of course, first of all, uh, he, he might have to play him because who else do we have? You have Mohamed Reza Khan Zadeh who you don't want to play. You don't want to play Khan Zadeh because he's not good. I'm not going yeah, to be... Yeah, absolutely. He's a downgrade. You know, there's no need for that. And uh, Peshma Montezer is a good player. I think you, you, you spoke about him being a good passer of the ball. But he is 34 years old. And when we finish the Asian Cup, uh, it's, I, want to, I want to make this really clear about Jalal Hosseini and Montezeri. When we finish the Asian Cup, those players will most likely have to retire. The reason why I say that is because there's nothing else for them to do. The, the World Cup will be in, in three years' time, and Jalal Hosseini will be nearly 40 years old. He won't make it. There's no point in him being in the team anymore because he's not going to make the, the, national, the World Cup. There's no point in that. So if he, if he goes to the Asian Cup, okay, he plays well, yeah? But he won't be able to then progress on that on that aspect of his career. He won't. He can't progress on it anymore because he ha- he has to retire. Naturally, he will have to retire. So we have to bring in young players. Unfortunately, we don't have any young centre backs. You know, you have Khanza there, but he's you know he's not that great. Um, there's a few other players in the in the league. You know, Iman Salimi, who's not really playing for Tirato Sazi that much. You have some other players, uh, Nejad Mehdi, who plays for Sovan, and um, a few other players. But they are at that level. Uh, I think it's a shame. We got lucky with Hosseini coming in, Magic Hosseini, but we have to look at um, some new talents. Um, so, uh, wrapping up, uh, Keon, uh, I want to speak to you quickly about the next two matches. And what... Uh, we'll quickly... In fact, we'll, we'll go on a little bit of a... A little bit of a... A coaching, uh, a little bit of a coaching tour of what you want to see in the starting lineup against um, Venezuela and Trinidad Tobago. So against Trinidad Tobago, uh, give me that sort of uh, analysis. What do you think of that match in, against Venezuela? So Trinidad and Tobago, obviously, it's not going to be as strong as an opponent um, as Venezuela. I think Trinidad and Tobago is going to be preparing us for those group stage matches. And I think that Carlos might go with a different approach in that match. I think maybe he'll switch up the midfield. Maybe he'll put Hajsefi back in the midfield with Ezatolai. I'm not sure because that uh, that formation also worked very well. Uh, we all we can all remember the game against Algeria, and I think there was other games that they played together. Um, so I, w- I I would also like to see maybe somebody else start on the left wing instead of Tarami. Maybe they can bring something else for the team. Um, I thought that Torabi was really interesting, and I think he did great. Um, as much as I'd like him to move to Europe, I think his impact was very evident when he came in. 
and uh, he brings a lot of energy to that and I think that he's a little bit more aggressive and direct in how he goes forward so we can try him against Trinidad maybe we can see uh, if he can get a couple of goals and maybe he would be a good option to play against these smaller teams because I think that he's somebody who can cause a lot of danger for these teams with the, with the, with the way he plays um, as for forwards we could try out Rezaï because we need to see who's going to be our backup center forward if we don't have Osmoon if he gets injured um, even though his fitness has been much better this season and we should also test out Gorizada and see if he can bring something different uh, than Jahan Mash. I know Jahan Mash plays is probably considered our best legionnaire, but I don't think that anybody's spot should be guaranteed in Team Medley. So I think that we should look for some changes. And uh, for Venezuela, I would go for a more solid team in the midfield, similar to what we played against um, Bolivia. Venezuela, we played them, and I think that Venezuela is a really good team. Um, they put us under a lot of pressure last time we played, and uh, Jahan Mash also scored in that game. Um, so I think that we'll play maybe a stronger lineup against Venezuela, something that we'll be saving, you know, to replicate maybe games against better Asian opponents. So it'll be interesting to see what Carlos tries out, but I think that we won't be able to predict any lineups just like the World Cup. I think he's going to surprise us. So, Keon, in a perfect world, what would your back four be? Perfect world back four would be Mohammadi, Majid Hosseini, Mortiza Purari Ganji, and Sadeghe Muharami. Okay, so go on then, go on to your midfield and forwards. For the midfield, I would like to see Amiri as Atolai and Rodus. For the forwards, I would say it's going to be hard. Um, I would say Jahamash, Osmoon, and either either Tarami or maybe we can put Rezai there, but I haven't seen him there. But I think he's more clinical than Tarami, and I would like to try him out. Brilliant. Um, I think we'll stick with Bear Man and goals as well. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I don't think it's contested at this point. Yeah, I mean, we were in the last podcast we were speaking about, uh, we were debating about Obed uh, starting ahead of Bear Man. I just, I just, I don't see it. I'm sorry, but I like, I, I love Obed as a, as a, as a person, as a player, but I don't see him playing um, ahead of Bear Man. No, absolutely um, not. They're not in the same. They're not in the same league at this point. Maybe he has room to grow but as far as being a solid goalkeeper he has a long way to go before he's bare on band absolutely okay Keon thank you very much for coming on the podcast the guys um, absolutely. make sure you follow us on Twitter at the handle would be at Goldazan uh, we will post this podcast uh, of course it will be live on it will be on SoundCloud iTunes make sure you give us a rating uh, like uh, and also, hopefully we will have a podcast with Dan Gaspar coming out as soon as possible, maybe coming out in the same sort of period as this, so enjoy that, make sure you check it out, we'll get you that as soon as possible, and thanks for watching, thanks for listening. <laughs>